Good day, everyone, and welcome to another episode of our podcast, Breaking Boundaries. This is a podcast about our colleagues at Technip Energies who have stepped out of their comfort zone, faced challenges, and broken boundaries with their unconventional career paths. I am your host, Talumba Katawala, based in beautiful Mozambique. On today's episode, I am joined by Hugues de Premade, a 27-year-old naval architectural engineer from Technip Energies, France. He loves his job, but he also has another great love in his life, competitive sailing. I can't wait to learn just how he finds the time for a hobby as intensive as this one. Welcome, Uk. How are you doing today? Great. Thank you. I'm very excited uh, to be here today. Yeah, so am I. I've, I'm so intrigued with everything I've found out about you, so I cannot wait for this conversation. So you started your career with Technip Energies in 2019 as a naval architecture engineer. How, how did you get this job, first of all? It was really a life goal for me when I was young to, to become a naval architect. So I studied uh, at Arts et Métiers. Uh, to get an uh, an engineer degree and uh, in 2018 i uh, i got this first master in naval environment at ecole naval and i i tried to get an internship at technip energies uh, but it didn't work so i uh, i started another master uh, in naval architecture at ensta in uh, 2019 And I tried to, to get another internship uh, at Technip Energies, and uh, this time it worked. And we also had uh, at, at Ensta uh, this employee from Technip, uh, Cédric Marie, who, who came to, to present uh, his job, what he's doing uh, at Technip. And it, he talked about uh, his, uh, the travel he, he did uh, for different projects and, uh, and how he's, he's working uh, at Technip, and uh, I really liked it. So you heard the ex someone else's experience and you said, this is exactly what I want to do. <laughs> so yeah. uh, also, I mean, given what I've heard about you, I'm not surprised that the travel enticed you uh, into this career. So what exactly does a naval architecture engineer do? And are you enjoying it? Are, do you, are you happy about following that, that uh, recruiter's um, journey? Yeah, yeah. Um, I really love my job um, so far, and I, I, I am working with um, with uh, this employee, Cédric Marie. Uh, now we are in the same uh, in the same team almost, so nice. uh, that, that's fun. So what I'm doing as naval architect here uh, at Technip Energies is not the same thing uh, every day. So sometimes uh, we are working during um, during design phases on uh, on calculation. So we are performing. Uh, I don't know, sometimes a stability calculation or uh, sea keeping. Um, and sometimes we are, we are also involved on um, operation phases. So we, we can have the opportunity to go uh, on the field, uh, sometime offshore or onshore. And um, so the last project I was involved in was, um, was Coral uh, FLNG. Wow. And, um, and I had the opportunity to, to, to go in Mozambique. Uh, and uh, and to go on board Coral uh, offshore, so it was super cool. Oh, that's amazing! So you came to my country. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, incredible. Yeah. How did, you... did you get to see a bit of Mozambique? Yeah, yeah. So I went I went uh, three times in um, in Maputo, Lovely. and it, it was so exciting. Uh, the, this country is uh, is so beautiful. The, the people are very welcoming, and um, yes, I, I enjoyed it. Great, great. So, but tell me more about being offshore 
what is what is the life like offshore for a naval architecture engineer? Because I know the Mozambican sea, and I'm thinking about something tropical and nice and coconut water. <laughs> Just kidding, but tell me more about <laughs> the offshore life. <laughs> so it's not a uh, tropical water. Uh, and the sun on the beach. <laughs> um, no, uh, we, 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 are, we are working a lot when we are offshore. So it is um, 12, uh, 12 hours a day and seven days a week. So that's something. Yeah. But, um, but it's very exciting because you, you are working in a, in a foreign country. You know, it's not a Paris routine. Uh, it's, you, you can build a different relationship with your colleague. And I'm sure we have a, a stronger team spirit when we are working offshore. I think the, the biggest difference is your um, your rhythm uh, offshore. So you, you you are working a lot, but you so you are winning extra holidays. Oh, nice. So that's that's where you do your sailing. That sounds like a good deal, right? Can you tell me more about this passion that you have, this passion, hobby, the sport that you do sailing? Yes, sure. Um, so it, it is a, a strong passion uh, for me. I started sailing with, with my father at the age of five or six. And yeah, I liked it. So I also had at the opportunity. six? Yeah. Wow. But it, it was with, with my father. So uh, No, of course. But a six-year, <laughs> I mean, I can imagine for your dad with the six-year-old on, on the sea. I'm sure you were excited, but must have been uh, very thrilling for him to do it with his son. Yeah, yeah, and we we also had the opportunity to to participate in competition together, so that was right. that, that was fun too, and uh, I, I really liked the the competition. Um, you know, sailing is a is a very complete sport. Uh, you have the physical part when uh, when you are doing mano- maneuver, etc. You also you also have to think about. Um, uh say streaming uh what is your strategy uh, you also have to understand the, the weather so it is uh, it is very exciting and uh and this is also a passion which is bringing uh, a lot of freedom so you know <clears throat> on board we have this um, this kind of green uh, green energy management so on my boat now i have a s- solar panels and uh, an hydro generator so um, I can just leave the, the harbor and go anywhere I want. And the only limit I have is, uh, is, is the food I bring and the, and the water I bring with me, you know. So it's a wow. freedom. <laughs> That's fantastic. And I know, I know you're gearing up for something major, the mini transat, right? Can you tell us a bit more about this project? Yeah, sure. So... So I started sailing in competition when I was 10. And after that, I improved uh, my skills in uh, sail streaming uh, strategy, etc. And now I have a new, let's say, big project, uh, mm-hmm. which is at the minute on that. So I will cross the Atlantic in uh, 2023 uh, on my boat. And it is a, it is a very small boat. Uh, she's 6.5 meters long. And mm-hmm. it is uh, so far for this project, the, the Transat, it will be so, solo sailing. And uh, for sure in the competition. Wow. wow! 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 I saw it on your website. Yeah, I saw you know the your sailing adventures and a bit of your story. It's incredible and it's absolutely fantastic that you have such a strong passion for sailing. 
And it's so important to have something that we're all very passionate about in life. I mean, of course, you spend a lot of the time offshore, but then when you're not working, you have something else that fulfills you. Mm -hmm. Uh, Your particular passion, though, it's quite unique, to say the least. How do you get people to support you? Because it seems like a crazy idea to think of that you're planning to do something in 2023. We're barely even through 2022 and you already have big plans for 2023. How do you get support from your family, your peers, your friends? Um, we, with a crazy project like this, for sure, it is, it is so important for me to have the support from the people I love. I have the support from my family, for sure. Um, so, for example, my brother, he loves taking uh, taking pictures. So he's helping me um, for my communication to have a nice pictures and videos, etc. And uh, my family is always trying to help me on the logistic point of view, you know. Yeah. Uh, so that's uh, that's cool. And I also have my friends support, even if sometimes they're not really understanding uh, what I'm doing, uh, why I am uh, spending so much money and time in a boat. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I also have uh, the support from from my colleagues here at Technip Energies. They, they were really enthusiastic when uh, when I presented this, this project. So in 2020, when I had uh, the idea to compete in the Media Transat, I came to my chief uh, office uh, with my huge schedule. Uh, ah, can I go sailing uh, here, here and here? Uh, what do you think? And uh, he was uh, very comprehensive. So that, that really? Was, uh, he didn't he didn't say, no, you're fired? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I was uh, I was so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> and I hear that uh, Technip Energies is also su- supporting you through the colleagues and etc. But also, in can can you tell us more about Technip Energies' involvement on your on this project? Yes. So now I um, I have the chance to have uh, Technip Energies, uh, let's say, on board as, as a sponsor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's uh, that's incredible. I had the opportunity to present my uh, my project to the XCOM. So I was uh, I was so scared and it was really challenging, but uh, I did it. So I'm very proud. Now. <laughs> so I can imagine that, you know, it was a pretty intimidating uh, ordeal to go through, but it's great that you did it and, and succeeded at it because you have now the commitment and sponsorship, not only from the company, but from your colleagues. And obviously everyone is really rooting that you succeed. And we're sure that whatever comes out of it, it will be great either way. Um, so I think our management is always like open for great ideas like that, even for things like this project for the podcast. It's also the same concept. You, you build the, the, the idea, you pitch, they either approve or they don't, or they make some modifications, but it's definitely nerve wracking to put yourself out there like that. And at the risk of actually being rejected. (laughs) (laughs) So speaking of sponsorships, did you participate in any competitions in 2022? Yeah, I did. To to be qualified to the to the mini transat, you you have to perform um, a qualification loop and to participate in uh, in several uh, races. So that's what I did um, during the, the the spring and the summer 2022. Um, so first, I performed this uh, this qualification loop, and it was quite challenging because it was the first time I uh, I was sailing offshore uh, so so long, so for seven days. And I also participated in five races. 
and I I won uh, I won the the second one, so that yeah. was a, a good a good performance. And uh, the following one uh, was not so <laughs> so good in terms of uh, of ranking, but uh, I know I have some uh, some skills to improve as a the weather understanding and uh, other things. But uh, in the end, I, I finished uh, French vice champion for offshore sailing. So oh, cool. I think it's a it's a good season for me. Oh yeah, for sure. But wow, you said seven days. That's a long time to be in the sea, eating, showering, sleeping on a boat for seven days and seven nights. Yes. How was that? How was that? Please tell me more. I need to know. What were you eating? How are you sleeping? What is happening? <laughs> yes, it's, it is completely different from uh, living here in Paris. Uh, have uh, your food, uh, Uber Eats, uh, your shower, etc. Yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, Eating on the boat is uh, is quite challenging because you you mainly eat um, de- de- dehydrated food. Uh, I think the, the technical word is freeze dried food. So it's oh, like yeah. a, a powder, and uh, the, the powder is in a small bag, and you you have to to fill the bag with uh, the boiling water without uh, spreading this boiling water uh, everywhere on your legs, etc. So. Eating is challenging, you know, it's it's not champagne sailing uh, what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yes, while while uh, I was sailing offshore, I also realized that um, sleeping uh, seven hours in a bed is uh, a luxury. You know, what I'm doing, it's uh, it's racing. So when when you're sleeping, you you have to, to keep going and uh, and you, you have to sleep when the boat is uh, is moving. And you can only sleep in 20 minute uh, naps. So that's not sleeping. That's torture. Yeah, yeah. That, that's not fun, you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure you have some sort of story, scary story about falling asleep on the boat by yourself. <laughs> yes, uh, I, uh, I have one. Uh, it was during the, the third race of the past season. Uh, so I was sleeping close to the shore, but... Uh, my autopilot was uh, helming the boat, so everything was going well, except that uh, we have two modes on the um, on the autopilot. The first one is to, to give to the autopilot uh, a fixed heading, so the boat is going straight away. But the second mode is a wind mode, so the autopilot has to follow the wind. And uh, during my, my nap, the wind backed a bit, so my boat heading uh, changed, and I was going straight to the shore. Um, I had uh, I had rock r- around me, but I was sleeping. So I heard uh, one of the competitors calling me, uh, "Oh, Ug, wake up! Uh, you you are almost in the rock. Uh, wake up, wake up!" And uh, so uh, I went outside, and also I saw all these rocks around me. It was so scary. Oh gosh! <laughs> and what did you do? Uh, I just tried to to find an exit and not to hit the rock. <laughs> oh. Oh my God! So no panic. You didn't cry and jump off or throw yourself <laughs> off board. You just thought of a way out. Is this the way you picture all your all your races? And I mean, does it work that you just stay calm and face whatever challenge is coming ahead? Yes, uh, I think it is one of the um, one of the key for for performance. You know. We have um, we have this uh, this guideline when uh, when we are sailing offshore, which is to try to have a, a very stable mindset. 
um, you, you really have to, to control your, your emotions because if anything is going wrong, you can't panic. You just have to, to find a solution. I can't imagine. I mean, let's say I can't imagine myself being on a boat by myself in the middle of the night or the day sleeping at all. But also if I'm faced with something like that, that's a as challenging as that, I don't know if I could keep a stable mindset, you know, but that's a great way that you found to manage your stress and your emotion. And is that how you work, how you manage your work and sailing schedules? I mean, it's a very heavy duty hobby and your life offshore is also cannot be that easy. It's long days, long hours. Is that how you manage your, your both of these lifestyles that you've chosen? Yeah, yeah, I, I think it's uh, it's important to to know how to to control your your emotion even when when you're working. For example, when you when you are working offshore, so you 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 are tired because you're working uh, 12 hours a day, and uh, and it's it's very easy to get upset. So mm. if you can control those emotions, your relationships with your with your colleagues will be will be better for sure. And in terms of um, project or schedule management, I also have this kind of, of mantra, which is uh, when you want to climb a mountain, don't look at mm -hmm. the peak, just uh, look at the next step and uh, and it helps to to move forward. Uh, definitely, definitely. Well said, well said. But I was um, also now that you've made this correlation between the two lives that you live, I'm wondering what other skills do you take away from sailing into your job and your personal life and vice versa? So the, the project um, I am preparing now is solo sailing, but um, I also used to sail with a crew. So I learned to work with um, with um, with other people um, in stressful um, conditions. So I think uh, this this part uh, helps to to work in a team. Mm. Um, I also think that uh, sailing offshore helps for decision making. Because um, if if you want to if you want to to sail well, uh, you always have to to take new decision uh, about uh, where where you are going, how you manage uh, different uh, weather scenarios, etc. Mm -hmm. And for sure, there are some skills from uh, technical energies I am using in my sailing project. Um, for example, when I was working for Coral, we we performed. Um, several studies about uh, weather forecasting and it helped it helped me to to understand the 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 weather conditions i also have um, some management skills i can use uh, in my selling project and in our team we are trying to to perform some data analysis uh, in our project and uh, it helped me a lot uh, for for my boat performance because i am recording uh, a lot of data when i'm selling and the data analysis helped me to to improve my speed, for example. Um, and I also believe that uh, sailing helped me to to adapt to any situation, because um, when you when you are sailing offshore, you you can't modify the the weather, etc. You you just you can only adapt. You know, it's a it's a, it's a sea, so the only solution you have is to adapt and uh, and find a way to move. <laughs> Very useful skills indeed. You seem like you would be cool-headed and calm, even under stress. But what is an area that tests you? Uh, how do you overcome your biggest challenges? Um, so uh, I believe the 
the the most important part is to is to believe in what you are doing and um, and in terms of management uh, i have this kind of mantra for my selling project which is uh, be prepared for the worst and hope for the best uh, I, I think it helps to to move forward with confidence because i'm trying to prepare my boat uh, to, to i'm trying to to prepare my boat for um, for any for any problem uh, I, i'm bringing with me uh, a lot of uh, spare material etc because uh, when you are selling offshore, you, you can't leave uh, anything to to chance. Uh, for, for example, uh, for my for the last race I did from uh, from France to to the Azores, um, <clears throat> I I didn't check only one rope on the boat, uh, and it broke uh, after two days uh, of racing. So yeah. it is it is really something you have to to keep in your mind. Uh, you can't leave anything to chance. So. Now it's time for a signature question. Even though the answer to this one, I, I think it's quite obvious in your case. What is the biggest boundary you have broken in your life? Or let's say, what comfort zone have you stepped out of personal or professional? And how has that impacted your life or the lives of others around you? I think that uh, yeah, the, the, the biggest decision uh, I took was to to buy uh, to buy this boat for for my mini transat project oh, so yeah. i just signed the order i didn't have a i didn't have a bank uh, behind me to <laughs> to pay for this <laughs> boat so uh i just ordered this boat and i knew i had uh, so, so much things to do uh, find a find a bank to, to finance this boat find a sponsor for for this project and uh and it uh yeah, it changed it changed my life and uh, and I I think when you when you are taking a a big decision like this, the, the people ar around you are very important uh, to you know to push you forward, and uh, and the, the support are very important. That's true. I didn't ask you. What's the name of your boat? It is the uh, Picard. Okay. What's the what's the story behind the Picard? It comes from um, from the book, uh, you know, the, the Moby Dick Adventures, mm -hmm. and uh, it is uh, the name of the boat um, from uh, Captain Akab. Uh, it is uh, the main character in this story, right. and, uh, and I found it uh, fun. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I take it I take it you read Moby Dick then. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, um, one question. Off the book, how do you manage your personal relationships? Because I, I can't, it, I mean, I cannot imagine that it would be easy to have a normal social life when you're an offshore engineer, but add that to more to it, which is sailing. Do you even have a social life, Hug? I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like you spend a lot of time alone and in the sea. <laughs> um so sometimes it is uh it is complicated to to see uh to see my friends uh here in paris but um i also met a new friend uh, with this project uh in Brittany who, right. who, are, who are as uh, as crazy as i am <laughs> do you also do normal 27 year old stuff do you go to clubs concerts <laughs> uh, um i'm trying but uh for for the 
for the year 2022, it was uh, it was not easy because I I had to uh, to work so hard to to have my boat uh, ready for for those races and to be uh, to be competitive for for those races because uh, I I am not doing this project for fun. I, I really I really want to to perform and uh, and uh, and have uh, the best uh, the best ranking. Nice. So at this rate, I think you're going to have to marry a mermaid. <laughs> I, I didn't met uh, met one so far, but uh, no, okay. <laughs> do, do you have mermaid in Mozambique? <laughs> we have whales. We have lots of whales, you know. Ah. <laughs> All right. Well, Ug, thank you so much. It was an absolute pleasure talking to you. I have I know a little bit more about something I knew nothing about sailing. It's incredible to see someone as. Um, as young as you, be so ambitious and and so involved in in your hobby and your passion, and also doing really well with your your professional career. Um, I want to give kudos to you for taking this. I want to say huge risk into bonding your professional and personal life together and somehow making it work. Uh, it's I think it's truly it's an inspiration because I think we. Normally, what we do is we try to keep our work and hobbies or personal lives very separate. And sometimes that's the challenge is actually finding time to do your hobbies. And then eventually you give up because you can't. And you found a really good recipe to put those two things together. It's working for you. So thank you for giving us this new breath of fresh air into what our hobbies should be. We should find things that are correlated so that we never have to choose one or the other. Um, it was really an immense pleasure to get to know you. Thank you, Tarumba, because it was a pleasure. Okay, thank you for listening today, everyone. In the future, we'll have more episodes with other inspiring people at Technip Energies and conversations on how they broke boundaries to become successful. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. See you on the next one.